With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. You know, people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Four Fenway Rundowns in a week. How lucky are you, the listening audience? It's a Friday episode and a special one. I'm Chris Cotillo, Sean McAdam here as well. And we are going to welcome a guy who is in the news today as winter weekend begins in Springfield, Jonathan Papelbon, former Red Sox closer. Wacky personality, Nesson analyst, and the host of the Cinco Ocho show, the talk show that's going to be held tonight in Springfield in place of the town hall. So appreciate Papelbon's time. We told the world that Papelbon was coming on this podcast via the Insider Text program. And so as always, Sean, tell the good people how they can find it. Yep, to keep up to date on what we're doing on the podcast, to have input into the podcast, to learn what's going on with the Red Sox from us at Mass Live, text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257, then click on the link. It's a 14-day free trial period. After that, $4.99 a month. Great way to stay current on all Red Sox news and programming. And we're happy to have Jonathan Papelbon as our guest this afternoon. Uh, Pap is about to get ready to fly up to Boston and take part in the winter weekend that is being held in Springfield this weekend. And he is a important part of that. And Pap, thanks for taking some time today to talk to us. Um, wondering if you could tell us how this came together. That is your role in winter weekend and how you envision uh, using that role in front of the multitudes in Springfield this weekend. Okay. So this all, Sean, this all came together literally like at the last minute, <clears throat> they, um, they said, Hey, do you want to be involved? And I said, you know what? I actually do. I've never been to winter weekend. Like, literally never have been um so i was like you know what i'm gonna do it you know i'm working with nesson now and you know hell i got a damn twitter account now and it's like you know all this shit is like different for me now but i'm all in and my main thing was in coming up here or coming up to springfield um i said to myself first and foremost um uh, i want to I want to get down to the real like core of, you know, hard questions and like 
And in Boston, like I don't need no sugar coating. Like yeah, you know me, Sean. I never sugar coated shit. You know, either you, you liked it or you did it. And um, I mean, there was times where you know you, you either like what I said or I didn't, and and whatever. But I want to get that out of these guys now. And I also, I want to have fun, man. I want to have fun with this show and make it almost like a variety type show where we kind of, you know, I might be having a few drinks on set and, you know, I have a, you know, late night lounge chair, you know, desk and, you know, we're going to, we're going to have fun with it. And so, um, I don't know if you know John Carter, but I've been kind of brainstorming yep. with him and, um, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I want to know what the fans want to know because I want to ask those questions and let's let's like let's see let's see where we're at going into spring training. Are we going to you know do anything during spring training? Let's get these hard answers and questions answered, and let's go have fun afterwards. That's kind of how I um, envision it. Something so you, sounds you, good. I, you want to you want to be a beat writer, right? That's what you're that's what you're saying. Oh, hell no, man. Beat writers don't get paid enough. <laughs> That's, That's for right. sure. We'll drink to that. Pap, is, is there a late night talk show host that you uh, are going to try to emulate or take inspiration from? Is there somebody like Letterman or Colbert or Kimmel? Who, who, who's going to be your role model for this thing? Well, obviously for me, I'm a Letterman guy. I was on Letterman. Uh, I watched Letterman growing up in high school. And um, to me, he is probably out of all the guys, Sean, I don't know if you know this, but he's probably the most or the biggest baseball enthusiast of all of them. Yep. Yeah, he is a big fan. Yeah, and so he knows his baseball. And like, and, and that's what really struck me as pretty cool when I was uh, you know, on with him. So we're going to we're going to kind of take that approach and um you know I think uh at the end of the day um for me it's about you know going there and really like you know let's let's be honest let's talk honestly have fun and um you know kick off the year is Cinco Ocho on board with this because it's been a while since you have brought him out of mothballs i'm wondering what what's he doing to prepare yeah no i think i think um i think he i think he's gonna get up really early and probably start uh drinking on the red eye there that, if i had to guess that's what he's probably gonna do you know um maybe get him a little nap when he lands and then you know get right back at it um but you know the, the best part about this and going in and do this is, is that all the guys that I'm doing this with, whether it's Sam, whether it's Craig, whether it's uh, Cora, any of these guys, um, they know that I've played with them. I've dealt with them. I've done contracts with them. You know, we've all done these things together. So they know what, what it's going to be like. And they know that, you know, Hey, you know, Especially as now, like I, I almost, um, Sean, I almost take this more uh, uh, of a serious approach now that you know the Red Sox are inducting me into the Hall of Fame. I almost kind of, you know, look at it now as like you know the guys before me, what they did to build uh, this era and that I played in. And so one of my things is too is is going to be a lot about culture, the Red Sox culture, and and 
and the way of the Red Sox. Like, what is the way of the Red Sox? Like, does the fan want to know what is the way of the Red Sox now? You know, what what are we looking at? And let's, you know, um, talk about that. And let's let's do some different type of culture um, analyzations. Because to me, Sean, culture eats analytics for breakfast. You can give me all the analytics you want, but that culture, and you damn well know it, Sean, that 04 team, the 07 team was good, but we may not have been the best. Like these teams, you don't just have straight raw talent in Major League Baseball. You may be able to have a big three talent in, in basketball or a great quarterback in football, but you can't do it in baseball. So you have to have that culture. So that's another, and to me, when I, when I came up as a minor leaguer with the Red Sox, like, that culture of, hey, this is the way we do it here was very well known. You know that. Like, mm-hmm. that was established by Kurt Schilling and Pedro and, you know, some of those guys on the pitcher's end of it. Um, and I want to know, like, how much, to me, how much does that way into how they're going to build a team, how, you know, these types of things, or are we going to really just – stick with this analytics game and, and, and what is that analytics game? If you are, what is it? So, you know, I'm, I really want to learn too. I, I want to learn like, okay, like it, 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 to me, I don't think they're going to bullshit me. And that's what I like about it. Obviously this is an event that's replacing the town hall from a year ago. That was a very ugly scene in Springfield. Uh, yeah. So what was that? Like, I, you know, like I said, I didn't do them. So something happened. I heard some rumblings about that. Yeah. The fans uh, loudly booed Haim and Sam, John Henry and, and Cora who were up on the stage and it called out to him and were very, very unhappy. And I think, Probably no coincidence. They did away with fan questions. Are fan questions going to be part of this at all, or just you kind of running the show? Um, no, 100%. I am going to um, – I'm going to definitely, definitely ask the questions the fans want. Like, I might even do a poll. I might even have three or four questions that I know the fans want to ask. And guess what? You might you might have – you might have to pick it to a hat and you got to answer the question. I don't know, you know. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm mulling these things around. Uh, we are still in production there, Chris, you know, mm-hmm. in the show. But you're damn right. We're going to, you know, we're, I promise you this isn't going to be no, uh, so what'd you eat for breakfast this morning show? You know, this is going to be, but we're going to have some damn fun with it too. And I might, I'm, I might get out on a few guys, you know, I might, you know, I might get out on a few guys, you know, it all depends. It really but, depends. It depends on what the plane has and, and the liquor cabinet, right? Yeah. You know, it, it just, it really is all going to depend on, you know, Cinco Ocho and, um, you know, where he's at at that point. Um, so the best part about it is, is, is I have a lot of ability. I, I'll tell you this much. When I do something, I want to have the ability to uh, do it my way or go rogue, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, I do have that ability to, you know, just let's let's do it this way and 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 flip it, you know. But um, it's gonna be fun. It's go- it really is gonna be fun. I think. It kind of this is happening in the backdrop and you're on Twitter now probably none of us really want to be there but I think we have to be just to see what what the uh Could you kind imagine of the, if I 
Twitter when I played. I, I should have had Twitter when I played, man. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a blessing, huh, Sean? Yeah, I, I would think so, Pap. <laughs> but, like, you see how pissed off fans are about the last place finishes. You see fans are pissed off about not making any big additions this offseason, Giolito aside. Like, can you remember, you know, you've been around this organization for a long time now and paid attention to it. Can you remember this type of tenor from the fans of being this upset and this fed up and, and that type of stuff? No, no, I can't. I can't. Um, now. And, and do you think it's deserved too? What do I think? What is deserved? Just the, that, that level the of anger and the frustration that the oh, fans Oh, a thousand percent is deserved. Uh, there's no question about it. I'm pissed off. Like I want to work for a damn winner every night. I want to go call a game. Like, you know, like, there, I, I might be even actually doing a few games with Nesson this year. I don't know. I haven't um, figured that out whether or not I want to go call some games with, you know, OB or whoever else is going to do it. But um, I, I don't want – I don't want to be associated with last place every year. Like, hell no. Like, I want to be able to, like, be a part of this solution and this culture change. Hopefully Craig can come in and do it. And and, and and Sam has the, the the expectations with John Henry to you know hey we got to get back to to winning form and and um you know I want to be a part of that so um I, I hope that you know the fans understand that like yeah there's there's going to be a process I don't know what it is but it better be quick in my opinion or else that's when you start derailing fans. And when you start to derail fans, then they start saying, okay, I'm not going to start paying for these high beer prices here. We're in the league. I know we're the highest ones in the league. And then you start getting that, um, that revolt, right? And so that's what we don't need. We absolutely don't need that. But like I probably will ask Bresla, like if you don't, if you don't go out and get a big guy, like, are you that confident in the next guy below him that come up? Like, like, and I'm okay with it. Like, do you have a Dustin Pedroia coming up that you're that confident in that you can like, or, you know, a Lester or whoever, are you that con- like, because if so, let me know, you know? And, um, you know, so those, those are some of the things that I want to know too. Um, but we, um, we've got a, in my opinion, Sean and Chris, this is not a, um, it's not a twiddle around and, and, oh, in three or four years, we'll get back on track. I'm afraid that's when you'll start having more. Because right now the fans, I think the fans are still sticking in there, and which they should, I believe. Um, hey, look, we, we, we've, tur- we've turned over. We've got Breslow in here, Himes out, you know. So, like, there's an initiative for it. But what is that initiative and how fast is it? You know what I mean? And the – the follow-up there is, you know, there you've seen a lot of guys come off the board this winter, a lot of high-priced free agents. The Red Sox in the last few years, I know they paid Rafi, I know they signed Story, but have largely sat that out, and they've largely spent less money and got done. It had been less aggressive than when you were playing or the years before that, the years after. In your opinion, is there still that commitment to winning from ownership, especially financially, or do you think that's tailed off a little bit? Okay, so... Um, I will compare it um, 
just like a player, after a player wins championship, a certain amount of championship, it's naturally to get complacent. Now, I don't know whether or not they've increased payroll since I've played. I would think so. Um, Sean, you know that way more than I do. Um, but to me, the biggest thing is, do we believe that's enough payroll to win and compete with other payrolls? If so, I'm good with it. Okay, give me – it may not be the top, but if it's good enough to compete, I'll accept it. And – if we're not, then we got to learn how and put people in place to spend the money better now. And is it, do you want to give it a world championship or do you want to rebuild a minor league system? If Cinco Ocho is a GM and I'm coming into this situation, um, I don't care what it takes in the minor leagues. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm selling myself in the minor leagues and winning at the big league level because it, to me, that's all that matters. And then I'll figure out the minor leagues later. We've seen Pap, it seems, a kind of retrenchment on the part of ownership. They're not as visible as they once were. John Henry has not really done any sort of media availability in a number of years. What was the interaction like when you were there as a player with ownership and being around the ballpark in the last year or so? What differences are you observing in terms of that relationship? So, you know, obviously, since I was there, um, I think the Fenway Sports Group has has grown so much. And now what's happening is, is John's getting pulled so many different ways, right? I've seen that happen. And um, so just like anything, there's going to be less attention pay, paid on the Red Sox as there was when there was only, what, the Red Sox and the NASCAR team maybe. Yet. Yeah. So now it's you know, Liverpool, I believe, and soccer and stuff. And, and, and so – that group is so much more bigger, and so I understand it. Um, you know, that's a good, that's a good, a good point. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe this year while I'm on Nesson, me and uh, I, need, I might need to get John back in in front of the public eye. We can we can chop it up over some calendar or something. I mean, you know, yeah, I I, I, I could see that that happening. And um, you know, I never really thought about that though. Um, but, you know, you would think that that makes a difference for me. Yeah, like like showing that involvement and, um, you know, maybe uh, um, maybe if you look at the Red Sox as a whole and you start from the top, you say, hey, maybe that might be one of the ones where, hey, John gets a little bit more involved, Sam gets – and it just moves on down the line. So, um, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And, and to me, you know, I'm not a consultant for him. I'm not, I don't, I don't do any of that. Um, I think if I was a consultant for them, they'd take some of my ideas, think they were crazy, but they might realize that they would work. Um, but, you know, right now it's such a, it's such a gamble in today's age. Um, and every move is, is so um, microscopic. And, and, and man, you look at the Dodgers that are spending 700 million, but they're backloading it almost 10 years. And it's like, what's going to happen then? And it's like, is this dynamic all change the game? And now do, do 
do the ownerships have to change their game? Like, right? Like, so if if I'm an owner, one owner is doing something different, I say scratch my head and say, oh, shit. Maybe do we got, you know, so that's got to be happening as well with the with the sports group, with Fenway Sports Group. You, you said that you were not consulting them or acting as any sort of, uh, you know, the way Pedro does and, and David uh, yeah. is there a little bit in spring training. If you were in that kind of role, either in uniform with pitchers or just consulting on a general basis, what would you be advising them? Well, obviously, Sean, my biggest um, thing, if, if I was a pitching consultant, would be um, getting the uh, – taking your analytics and using them. Because, Sean, believe it or not, like – let me get back to this, but I will say this, and I don't know if you know this story, but me and Chill would literally get on home plate and see how many times we could rotate a baseball before the catcher caught it. we try to get Billy to film it sometime. But that was spin rate back in the day. Yeah. Right? And so that was that was having good spin rate, but being in the zone. So to me, the biggest things were, okay, I take my analytics and my scouting report, and then I take that into the game. If it works, I use it. If it doesn't, I got to go to the next thing. And, and my biggest things were getting the first hitter out of every inning is a huge deal, and throwing strike one. Like – if you look at the analytics, when those two things happen, hitters really don't have a chance to score on you, to, to, to put a run across the board. So Sounds simple. It, it does sound simple, but also, too, like with that comes a lot of different types of preparation. And, you know, and um, I, I was always really big on the mental aspect of the game, um, you know, stuff like that. So, and I know that's bigger now, you know, which is crazy. Even when I was in college, I, my degree was in sports psychology. And at Mississippi State, we had like a class or two involving it. And people were like, what the hell is that? I'm like, you watch. Sports psychology is going to be big. And now look at it. Yep. So, um, I believe that's important too. If you were, if you were the GM, if you were the chief baseball officer, what would you have done this winter? I assume it's more than Giolito in and sail out and Tyler O'Neill. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think you, you would have based on previous comments still traded Verdugo, but um, no question. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, that's a hard question, Chris, because, um, you know, I really don't know. Um, whether or not like what was what is my budget what do i have to like what players are we are we deeming um you know untouchable say hey that's my daughter no you gotta go so you know i need to know all that before i can answer that question or make that decision right so um but to me if whether I'm building a minor league system or whether I'm trying to rebuild big league team, the only way to do it, in my opinion, is with power strike throwing pitching. Lefty or righty, I don't care. Power arms that throw strikes. That is the quickest way to make an evolution for your team to move move forward, in my opinion. And you know, with this You've talked about clubhouse culture, and I know you said on foul territory you think that they need to make some strides in that way. Again, you've been on the record about you know Verdugo and and the issues that you thought he brought to the table. Do you think that the culture, the group, 
has been an issue the last couple of years and that's contributed to the, the last place finishes? I don't think it's solely contributed to it. And yes, there has been. And obviously uh, AC handled that. I think, um, I think there was one issue, I think. And that's it's pretty, look, man, when I was working with Nesson last year, I would show up at, you know, an hour or so or two before. No, actually, it was like two hours before the game. And I'd hear him, you know, rev his little hot rod up, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're showing up at the same time I am. And all I got to do is do pregame, you know, crap. Like, so I already knew. Like, I, And I would go back to it. I'm like, hey, Jim. You know, talking about Jim. I'm like, hey, Jim, I think this son bitch just showed up. He's like, oh, yeah, he's been doing that all year, man. And so, you know, it's the same way, man. If you're not pulling on the same rope, it's, it's, um, it just doesn't work. It just, yeah. So that I believe is out of the clubhouse. And, 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 and hey, man, like, Devers may thrive now. You never know. You, you really don't. Spring training will be that decision factor of who steps up on that, you know? Pep, you had you have a good time when you're on Nesson. I think that's what they like about you. Uh, you talked about the possibility of maybe having a bigger role, maybe doing some games. As a fan and now as a broadcaster, what would you like to see different in game telecasts? What could bring fans in, make it more interesting, make it more attractive for people wanting to watch every night? Okay, so I think I think baseball – and Major League Baseball is doing a real good job of um, trying to keep up with the game, making it attractive. It's real hard with the, you know, and we have the microphones on the field now and, and, and we're interviewing during the games and stuff like that. Um, what I would like to see more now, especially with the new rules. Okay. Now, I, I, I can't say that whether I'm not going to ask for this or not, but I would like to see more old, like teleprompter, like, Okay, this is the reason why he got to this lead and be able to like show players like here was his first lead market, here was his second lead because now that that's all changed. Okay. Um, just all the little different nuances because I think um I think that would bring in the fan more now because honestly, man, that that last couple of years has I mean been not confusing, but it's a change. So the, mm. the, the fans need to know more, I feel like. Pap, we want to thank you for your time. Uh, we know you have some traveling to do. We look forward to seeing both you and Cinco Ocho in Springfield this weekend. I think fans are going to enjoy it too. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you this weekend and then again down the road soon. That's Jonathan Papelbon. I think a more colorful show than we usually have on the pod, but hey, that's what you get when you book him. Thank you all for listening to what has been an action-packed week here. Four pods, including two interviews, Craig Breslow and Jonathan Papelbon. As we've said, full coverage of Winter Weekend coming on the site, on social media, on the podcast next week, and our Insider Text program. And to take part in that insider text program that Chris just referenced, text the word join to 617-751-6257. Then merely click the link and subscribe. You get a 14-day trial period, after which we believe you'll be so thoroughly immersed in the insider text program that you will happily sacrifice $4.99 a month deducted from your checking account or wherever you stash your belongings. 
This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.